0: knocked off but we are back now mike's actually going through the scores and checking out the live scoring you want to give us an update on what you're seeing over there mike
1: yeah so um uh, looks like Wiktor selenski is continuing his run after uh back-to-back european uh euro tour wins he's up four zero sorry he won the first set four zero on youngo uh youngo just took took off rolling mika god i mean the guys the guys just took down Levan corteza which is a huge victory how how about
2: mika timeless Looks he like showed a little some emotion. bit of he,
1: resurgence. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. We, we've been talking about it, man. He took down Mark Bisterbosch in a shootout, and Mika just didn't rattle at all. Like, I mean, he even the even the spot shots, he was just in the hole, in the hole, in the hole.
0: He's one of those, Ozzy, that when you started this series of events with the format, you know, he wasn't totally thrilled about it. But he he's given it a chance, and mm-hmm. he showed up at, I think, pretty much every event.
1: Yeah. Or most like of it. the events. Yeah, I
0: believe he's been at every one and I've had some great
2: conversations with him. Um I you know, I don't want to speak for the guy, but I believe he is of the mindset that if the opportunity is there for him, he'll do the best that he can to seize it.
0: Okay, hold on, Jason saying no sound. Was that from the last
1: Well, I know we didn't have any sound earlier. Let us no, know. Sound. Let us know if you can hear us, yeah, you guys. Yeah,
0: hit us up in the chat. Let us know if you can hear
1: us. Yeah, cuz I was at 06, so we're already at 08. Maybe uh, let us know if you can. Um, We're we're joined by Ozzy Reynolds of of Q Sports International, and um, yeah, let's take a look here in the chat. Well, I don't know. Joey's dogging it, man. Oh, we're good. We're good. good. It's good. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, Neil. Yeah, we appreciate the feedback. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it's it's uh, it's tightening up, and um, the 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 quality of players is is not without. You know, I know we lost, like, maybe some Vogue names and uh, Cheng Jun Lin yesterday. We lost Shane Van Boning. Uh, but there's still some great talent. Yap has been very successful in, in this. Um,
0: How's he doing right now, Mike? Is that- he's
1: he, do, he won the first set over Snagaki 4-1, and he's down 2-1 in the second set. So we'll be heading towards a shootout. Uh Lin just came off a marathon match with uh, Ko Pen-Yi, and he's up on Wojcik uh, 2-1 in the first set right
2: now. Could we so. possibly have a repeat from him? I know. that yeah. would be, How strong is that?
1: He shows that up for one event, snaps it off, is gone for six months, comes back, and then he's on a train heading back to yeah, the final.
0: Unbelievable. That, well, that would be amazing.
1: In a deeper field.
0: Well, I mean, it's a lot deeper than September Here's the crazy part. It's not unprecedented. If you look yeah. at the Arizona Arcadia Open, right? Fedor won it tw- two years in a row, right? Yep. Yeah, well, I mean—
1: Yeah, but Federer kind of a machine. Number one, but number number two, this is a lot deeper field compared to how any of it was. I mean, from beginning until now,
0: it's more impressive. It's the deepest
1: field in pool in the last three years.
0: Yeah, and you know, you look at him, and he's so unassuming. He's kind of got a smaller stature, and he's just there. I was he was watching one of my matches, and I'm like, "What are you doing?
1: Who's watching you? Woo! Who's watching you?
0: Well, (laughs) did he have an open book?"
1: Woo he was watching was, you. He was taking notes. He was, he notes was
0: looking in the general. He was looking in the general direction of the table where I was playing. I gotcha. But he was he just was, peering he out. He was in the ballroom. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he, was, he was at the Rio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Chang. Look at this. By this time tomorrow, he's gonna be telling people how Chang was in there sweating his matches. I swear. I've seen the evolution of, of Joey Ryan stories. Woo,
0: not Chang. <laughs> no, but I, you know, he's just in there. He's cruising around, looking around at things. And uh, But he doesn't strike you. He's not brash in any way. He's no. not cocky. No. He just handles his business. Gets in there and beats Ko Pin-Yi. I mean, come on. The guy's he's a stud. Ko was, really
1: was looking smooth, and at the end of that first set, it was kind of a wild ending to it where the 10 ball was uh, in the bottom left, and it ended up being an early finish, but there was some dramatics, and to lose that way, but then to come back, win the second set, go to a shootout. That's why I really like this format because, number one, you're never out of it. Number two... When it's 2-2, two, two, and you've made a post similar to this, mm-hmm. when it's 2-2, two, two, you're engaged. When it's 2-2 two, in two a race to nine, it's tough to, like, I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. You yeah. know? It, yeah. It's, it's very different. Um, but in case anyone didn't hear earlier, I kind of just want to circle back because I know we lost some audio. So, um, Ozzy, can can you kind of just uh, uh, re-elaborate what you were saying as far as the, the table and, and uh, your, your impression of it?
2: Sure. Um, again, I'm not a table mechanic. I'm probably not the right person to even speak on this. Uh, but... I have had many conversations with the Predator team. I don't think there's uh, anyone more concerned um, than, than the Predator folks. They are all over it. it. It looks to me like it's probably more of a table installation issue at this point. Um, and they are all over it. Um, it looks like the TV table's rolling perfect right now, as far as I can tell. And. Uh, you know, I, I saw Jason Shaw's interview yesterday. I, I can't disagree with the thing he said. I think he presented his perspective very, very well. And I totally understand. I understand the frustrations. Um, I just hope that that he and everyone else knows that uh, these types of growing pains may happen from time to time. And no one is more interested in getting it right than CSI and Predator.
1: I can co-sign that because, like I mentioned earlier, I was there last night. I talked with some of the members of the team who who installed it. I I talked to Karim for about 30, 45 minutes last night. And um, the desire to go and and make sure this is right, the frustration with it not being up to standard, you could hear it in his voice. Um, These guys want to – they're not out to get anyone, right? They're they're not out to go and and sabotage any player at all. They want everything to, to be right. And they're taking the feedback. And guess what? As soon as they're done, they're going to go and attack these tables. They're going to have a day off tomorrow. Well, the pros are going to have a day off tomorrow. They're going to be hard at work making sure that everything is as good as it can possibly be for these players coming into the World Championship.
0: Well, the point you made before, too, Mike, that there were a lot of complaints early on with these events about the rails. In those tables right yeah and now there's no complaint about the rails no, that's so what i they, mean like they took they're the feedback and, it's yeah. one thing if they're just settling insane deal with it and
1: all, all these players are just complaining or crying or they're you know making excuses for it they're not they're taking the feedback they're applying it and then you're seeing growth and i think that um as the next let's say few events come on or even in, in the next 12 months it's going to be a blip on the radar. It's going to be an afterthought. Now, it's news right now, right, because Jason walked out. The players are all complaining. So we're talking about it. But I think in the long term, they're at least heading towards the right direction, and they're making efforts to make it to make it right, I think. I, 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 I mean, I really believe that.
2: I'd, I'd like to say this. I, I've heard um, in the past people make, like, the following statement. Hey, don't worry about the table or don't worry about X, Y, and Z because both players are playing under the same conditions. Right. That's something you will never hear me say, because as Jason rightly pointed out, you know, to, to get to his level, you have to have such a precise feel for what you're doing such a precise cue ball control.
1: Absolutely.
2: And when you can no longer count on that precision that you've spent decades fine tuning and you just have to hit everything hard because you're afraid uh, that it may not react the way that you're expecting it mm-hmm. to react. Yep that changes everything and then it's here Ozzy. It, it's it's there but also then it's it's less about skill and more about just what kind of shot did you just happen to have because yeah. some shots are are far more sensitive to For sure. you know those types of conditions than other shots so I can totally understand jason's frustration and 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 any other players that may have had a a little funny role but um, like I said earlier I don't know if the audio dropped out but If any company can get it right,
0: Predator will. Ozzy, we see what you've done over the last, you know, really not even a year with this series. Tell us where you'd like to see it in five years. I'm sorry, I couldn't quite hear the question. Tell us where you'd like to see it in five years. Oh, wow. The pro event
2: or the Q Sports International Expo? Let's go with the pro event. Okay. The the pro bowler series. So the vision from the start was we knew the first year would be sort of a lukewarm opening. A lot lot of of players take a wait-and-see approach. It's new. Some people don't even know about it. And you're just trying to get people's attention, right? So we were pretty confident that none of the events would fill in the first year except maybe Vegas because that one had a little bit of a history. And it's, it's, it's here, right? It's at the CSI right. Expo. So that one would probably fill. But we didn't expect the other events would fill in the first year. We did think, starting in the second year, that we would be able to add even more money to the prize fund. And then those events, too, would fill. And so far, that's what's happening. The plan down the road is to have more and more sponsors come on board. Not just industry sponsors. We want to get some outside industry sponsors as well, which you're starting to see already less than 12 months down the road. Medallia Light, it's a beer based in Puerto Rico, has come on board. Rums of Puerto Rico, Alpha Coin. Um, Those are really outside industry early sponsors that have come on board, and we expect many more to follow uh, because of the interest. That's on the, it's not just the format, but the format is part of it. The making it widely accessible on tons of different platforms for free is part of it. And we think sponsors, inside and outside industry sponsors, will find a lot of value in that and come on board. As they come on board, we reinvest that back into the series to increase the prize funds to a point where if you're remotely, interested in being a pool player it's something that you just can't skip you need to be part of it so the vision is every event full well ahead of time which makes planning way easier how many events
0: you like know the typical like, calendar year. that's an what excellent
2: that... question i mean so you can't overload the players and you can't overload the staff i kind of think you know somewhere in the eight to ten range is about as much as you can handle players and staff included, Uh, but we'll see, you know, maybe that means more staff, but one of the keys is to have these alongside our amateur events all over the country, because that's where the synergy really takes place. And that's where things really work. Well, having a pro event in a somewhat empty ballroom somewhere is, you know, it's just not that exciting. Even, even if you have a wonderful production, seeing no one in the background You know, we saw this with you. I'm a huge UFC fan, and during the pandemic, they were having fights out of the UFC apex down the street with no fans. I still love UFC. I still watched it, but it wasn't the same. No, It just wasn't the same. So I would say that's the vision. Even more money, more sponsors alongside the league events all over the country, and let's just watch this thing grow. We can't do it on our own we we'll need the players to be behind us. And in order to get the players behind us, you got to pro- provide good conditions, you got to live up to your word. And hey, when you get it wrong, accept responsibility, fix it, Ownership. move on.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that I think really makes these events is that everything is free about it. It's free for an amateur to walk over and sit in the stadium.
1: Well, I posted online. Or, All yeah. you do is just
0: walk just get over here. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even like earlier stages of the tournament, you can see Ko and and, uh, you know, other international players you're not going to see just by walking over to a side table and you're five feet away from them. Mm-hmm. You can hear their expressions when they miss a shot. You, can, you get a taste of it. And that's free. But also if you're sitting home in Michigan and you're like, well, what am I going to do today? Well, you can go to World Billiard TV and watch it on there.
1: Absolutely. So
0: yep. I think you guys really, um, you know, I don't, there's an opportunity there that other people would have looked at and said, we can make, you know, $15 a weekend, you know, live streaming this, or we could charge people $25. In fact, I heard somebody say that, uh, just the other day, like, Hey, I remember years ago at the Riviera, they would have a professional event, but you had to pay to get in to see the men and the women playing the professional event. So I, I, my hat's off to you on that. If you're, you're, Giving the access He's to the event
1: here because of the amateurs being paired along with it. It's unlike any other. With yeah. the, you know, having the vendors, having the amateurs here, it's like there's excitement no matter what part of the room you're in. And there's like five rooms, <laughs> you know, around here at least. And, and, it's and probably being three cushion now. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: went in there yesterday.
2: It's fantastic.
0: I can't wait to go in there. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Are you, how did that come about, Ozzy? The three cushion tournament?
2: You know, I, I have to give Predator the credit on that. Um, if you walk in there, you're going to see. Predator billiard tables. Yeah, so they they are entering. And they're that, nice.
1: They look sharp.
2: They do look sharp. They are entering that market as well. Uh, so they signed an agreement with, uh, I believe, the UMB to host that World Cup three cushion event. And uh, of course, they come to us and say, "Hey, we need this many square feet. We need a ballroom. We need the rigging, the lighting, the the whole nine yards." We were we were fortunate enough to have this entire 150,000 square foot convention center at our disposal and we rearranged some things because we used that ballroom for other things in the past Uh, but we were we changed the floor plans we gave them that room we moved the the other things to different rooms in the convention center and it looks spectacular in there
1: it really does uh, and, and that's, I, I like the elevated uh, uh, seats in there. Uh, the tables are phenomenal. The lighting in there is incredible. I mean, the lights were, were, were amazing. Um, you got to go check it out, man. We'll take a walk. Yeah,
0: let's check it out. Th- yeah. th-
1: that's part
2: of what. Yeah, well, let's go live. We'll, I'll, I'll get on. I'll, I'll do my elevator pitch for a minute. But I, that's part of what makes this CSI Predator Partnership so special, in my opinion, is you've got a perfect blend of what each can bring to the table. Right. They are primarily a product company and we are primarily uh, an amateur league organization. But we have things that they would have a very difficult time getting on their own. Right. Right. Convention center space with deals that make it financially feasible. And we already have these things in place all over the country. We have our you know, contracts Working
1: together. That's a, a, a wild well, idea. I would
0: say you're not just a league you know, company. You're an event company now. Well, I appreciate that. The, the core yeah. of what we do is leagues,
2: and we use events to drive our league growth and league membership. They're really tools. They're not profit centers. So we don't come to the Rio with a goal of making a lot of money. We come to the Rio with the goal of having an unbelievably spectacular event so that leagues all over the world will want to join either the BCA pool league or the USA pool league. It's the same it's the same principle that
1: I heard from Kareem yesterday as far as driving to grow the sport, you know, that these events aren't for profit, it's to go and reinvest into the players, reinvest into in help, you know, uh, these events going on all across the world. It, it's the exact it's the same parallel thing that that you said right there.
2: Yep. And back to the, you know, the free versus pay-per-view thing. There, you can find plenty of examples where the pay-per-view model works really well. Like, I'm a huge UFC fan. Most of that content is be- behind a paywall. You either have a mm-hmm. subscription to ESPN Plus, or you buy the you know the big UFC pay-per-view fights once a month. But but I think they're in a different stage than Po yeah. is at this point. Absolutely, and that matters. It's not a one-size-fits-all if you're trying to elevate the sport and get more eyeballs on it so that it maybe can eventually be at the point to well, where... you better
0: know what lane you're in, man, in the grand scheme of things. Well, you did know? you consider uh, pay-per-view and consider charging entry I'm to sure see the pros? No?
2: Everything was considered. I mean, CSI has done plenty of pay-per-view events in the past. Yeah, I've watched them. I bought them. We didn't do it because we thought it was the best thing in the world for the industry. We did it out of necessity at that point. Mm. We didn't have partners like Predator on board that could help support, you know, equipment cost and logistics and added money and things of that nature. We Back then, you could scrounge for sponsorship money, and, and these companies in the industry, they don't have giant budgets. So, you know, just the production cost of doing an event like this is kind of astronomical. Uh, the equipment, the crew, the logistics, the staying at the Rio it it just it gets really expensive so in the past we did some pay-per-view just to recover some of that cost and we would still lose money but but at least we would recover some take a bath at least and uh you know lukewarm you you get a
0: few hundred people buy those things Really, it's just not a, a very big audience. Yeah, we, we just had somebody come in the chat and say, can you not go live when there's a TV match on? <laughs> <You> know, because <laughs> they're, they're having a great time. Yeah. They want to hear us. They want to hear that. But, you know, I, I just have to say you got to get a second computer screen. If you remember, Mike, last yeah. year we had stuff up on every screen, matches and we do. Live we still got it here. Yeah, I'm checking on scores. We
1: got YouTube up. You name it.
0: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you could complain about too much content, but hey, we're trying to get it out to you guys. It's on and demand. They can watch it later. Yeah. Ozzie, what is your approach to managing your schedule for these events when you have people like Matchroom who's increased their events? You, like even next week, there's a conflict with the U.S. Opens here in Las Vegas and the Matchroom World Championship, tell us about that. Do you just set your dates and hope that nobody schedules over you, or are you really cognizant of looking out for the other people? How does that work?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't know that there's a right answer or that any one person is to blame when a conflict occurs. And I I think these are actually like good problems that we're having right now, if, if there's such a thing as a good problem. But there are so many events. What's well, good options for players? You know, there are it's options. Good to have options. I mean, it's, it's always a bad situation when players have to pick, right? You know, which which major world event am I going to go to? Right. Um, but there's lots of events now. I know that from the CSI Predator perspective, we try to we know our dates, right? Our league events, as far as U.S. Pro Billiard Series is concerned, as locked in stone years out. We know our dates. That's what I heard last night, too. It, so that could cause a problem. The dates are reserved on the WPA calendar. No,
1: but in other words, um, it's not a pissing contest,
2: like adjusting after the fact. Like the fact that it's done years in advance. It's Well, here's, yeah. a, here's the thing. I mean, here, here's a situation that can happen. So let's say next year, I'm just making up an example, but next year in Wisconsin, the dates are in stone. We've got a big league event up there contracts are in place for several years the dates are locked in and let's say Matchroom happens to get a really good deal at some venue somewhere in the world and they're going to stage an event also it's not easy for either one of us to move Change, our dates yeah. Yeah. right i, I mean imagine. we we might each point at each other and say it's your fault it's your fault but at the end of the day we can't move and maybe they can't move either because that venue is only available at that time right so it kind of is what it is. It's unfortunate that 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 kind of situation could occur. The WPA is supposed to be the referee on these sorts of things. You're not supposed to have two WPA-sanctioned events clash at the same time on the calendar. Hopefully they can, you know, mitigate
0: those things. So each of the U.S. Pro Billiard Series events is a WPA-sanctioned event. That's correct. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay.
2: Well, all of them are.
0: Well, then
1: all of them are. That should solve
0: the problem, hopefully.
2: Well, I mean, it's supposed to to solve the problem, but it appears that it's not. So I guess yeah, because uh, we
1: have overlapping events coming on in the second half of the year. So they have to, like Ozzy said, they have to do. I mean, they have to do their job, man. You know, you can't allow if 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 those events are are locked in years in advance, then don't allow, you know, uh, another WPBA pro event to be uh, happening at the same time. You know, don't allow those other dates to be, to come in.
0: Yeah. You know? it, it gets tough. You know, there's, um, obviously Matchroom's doing nine ball. You guys are doing 10 ball. So in terms of any type of partnership on that, I guess that would be pretty challenging, right? Because there's different philosophies there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in terms of communication, is it something that you can at least communicate about events or? Oh, we've that... always communicated. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the amateurs, they're all either in, in town or starting to come in town a day. I've noticed just an uptick in all of these events. The foot traffic's picking up. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. We've actually had a lot of action over here at our booth, people coming up and just talking to us and stuff. What, um, what would you tell somebody that's within, I don't know, an eight-hour drive of here to get them to come here? Wow.
2: Well. So so you've probably noticed an uptick in traffic because the BCA Pool League uh, World Championship eight ball singles division started this morning. Ah. So it's it starts really slow with nine ball singles and then there's an up then then there's a slight uptick with Scotch doubles and then a bigger uptick with eight ball singles. And then you'll see an even you'll see a teams tidal wave come yeah. in when, when teams get here um, Tuesday night and then they'll start playing Wednesday morning. What would I say to someone that's within a reasonable driving distance?
1: Get your ass down here. I'll say it. I
2: would say I'm a person that doesn't like, I'm not particularly into travel. I'm a little bit of a homebody. So it would be tough to convince me to drive, you know, anything over four hours to go anywhere, really. But I would say if you're, if you love pool, even if you don't love pool and you just love really good events in Las Vegas and have an exciting time, even if it's for a couple days, even if you're not playing in anything.
1: It's a completely unique experience unlike any other,
2: I think, and I'm obviously I'm biased, but the vision for this event is for anyone remotely interested in the game of pool. This is the thing that you can't miss every year. This is the event you have to come to and experience, even if it's not for the full 11 days, we want this to be the biggest pool, extravaganza, circus.
0: Pick your description. I can't argue with year. you.
1: And I, and I love arguing. I can't argue
0: with you. <laughs> you know, we, we had something really cool happen yesterday. We have a table right here. And there were people that were touring the hotel. And they were in town from Bangladesh. And so there was a guy who spoke English. The guy from Bangladesh didn't. But the guy was intrigued. The guy from Bangladesh was intrigued about the pool table. And he started doing this with his thumb and I'm like, well, he played a, a carom game where they would roll the ball with their thumb and hit the ball. And I said, well, then you could play this game. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. And so I gave him my cue and have I set him that, up. Have you seen those videos
1: on, on, uh, on Facebook oh, or YouTube? That one guy who's like the master where he just looks like stone face and he's just <laughs> there rolling things with his finger and does like these incredible, like five, six, eight railers and makes it in. Yeah. Hey, you, y- y- y'all never seen yeah, that before? I saw that. It's I saw incredible.
0: That. It's nuts. Yeah. But back to my story. Sorry, buddy. So so we had him on this table. I had him shooting balls, and like his third shot, he makes a ball. You know, and the guy's tickled, and we get a picture here and everything. And he's, he's already
2: giving it. Joey the seven. There well, you go. <laughs> yeah. Pretty
0: much. No, but I was just like, what a great experience. Yeah, You know, sure. What a great experience for somebody to come in here, not be a fan of pool. They might tune into the stream. Who yeah. knows? You know, they might be a fan now for life, just kind of walking through here and getting to experience that. And we're seeing it with juniors. Who was that junior that stopped by yesterday? Payne, uh, was it, or Aiden. Uh,
1: I'm bad with names. Oh, yeah, the th- there's been a few, though.
0: From Jacksonville. Aiden. Uh, Grigsby. Uh, McBride? No. no Grigsby,
1: I think, or Rigsby, Gr- something yeah, like that. Yeah, Rigsby, yeah. Yeah, Marianne was the one. She had reached out to us for the one podcast. Yeah, and,
0: and, of... and so he stood here. We talked for a long time. A nice and he's kid. just Yeah, and he's just looking around like, oh, you know, and just, Darren Appleton walks by, and, you know, all these pros walk by. It's just a great chance to interact with the best players in the world and just to have everything pool related right? when i come here i disengage from real life and it's just pool life everywhere i, I think it, it might have been
2: the first day of the event i ran into margaret fefalova and you know she what we we've corresponded via email in the past but we've never met each other face to face so she she made it a point to come up and say hi and she looked around and she was like whoa <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's man. different. It is. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, absolutely. Sure is.
0: Well, Ozzy, we want to thank you for taking the time to stop in. You're more than welcome any day. If you we'll have come them back on. And, yeah, yeah. And come yeah. in and chat with us. Happy Ho- to do it. Yeah. Hopefully it's not like an issue, <laughs> like a table issue or something like that. Oh, that's hopefully okay. Hopefully we're I'm... talking about like previewing the World 10 ball or, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of the World 10 ball or something like that. Go check well, out the
1: YouTube, man. The matches are in full swing. Yeah.
2: I,
0: I I don't mind the tough questions. I like
2: Interesting conversations. Uh, I'm not much of a salesperson. That's why I'm not the head of sales at CSI. (laughs) But uh, I'm happy to talk about anything that may arise, good or bad. And uh, I'm here to answer any questions, whether it's from you guys or the chat or what have you.
0: Mike sold two of our t shirts yesterday. That made him the vice president of sales at our company. Wow. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) I'll let you guys crack jokes. I'm about to go sweat a shootout out (laughs) at the fish table. All right. You guys have fun.
0: All right, guys. Take care.